0: Welcome to the Making Meaningful Income podcast, where a job is not just a job, where we refuse to settle for mediocrity, and where you're just one thought away from creating an extraordinary life. Only you can decide what's possible, but you've got to be willing to do what it takes. Find out what your life could be with your host, Andrew Cipriano. Hello and welcome to week 56 of the Making Meaningful Income podcast. So I'm just going to tell you guys really honestly, I'm not sure if I'm going to keep doing this podcast. I'm kind of having some wishy-washiness about it. Um, It's not because of a commitment thing. It's because I don't know if it's the right path for me anymore. This has been a very, very general podcast that talks about life coaching tools and business tools. And um, I'm getting to the point where I think that I want to get more specific about the things I'm talking about. I have a podcast called the Quit Vaping Podcast, and it's literally doing like 150 times the amount of views a month that this is getting, like 150 times the amount. Um, And the reason is because it's talking to a very specific group of people. And this podcast doesn't really do that. So, um, I mean, this podcast is about making meaningful income, right? But pretty much everybody wants to make income in a way they find meaningful, right? So I'm going to keep it, the podcast, I'm not going to erase it, but I'm going to keep it as a memento about You know all the journey and everything. Like there's so many good episodes here that talk about so much stuff. But I think in terms of actual creating business success, this podcast probably won't do it for me in the long run. And I might um, keep it. I'm not sure yet. I'm I'm really not sure. But I'm just feeling that this morning. So today, I just want to like let you guys know that. (laughs) And I'm making a course on having genital herpes right now, and it's all about losing these tools to love yourself. Because if you can't love yourself, you're not going to make meaningful income. I promise you. Um, So. You know Everything that I'm doing in my coaching practice, whether it's vaping or herpes or general coaching, is designed to help you love yourself enough to actually go after the life that you want. And part of loving yourself is being um, willing, not being able because everyone's able, being willing to be fully present with yourself no matter what comes up. And this episode today is going to be on how to change yourself for real. And I'm not talking about like one of the 50,000 failed attempts you've had at like a dream or anything like that or where you go so far and you give up. It's about how to actually change yourself. And there's a concept that I've been listening to a lot of Joe Dispenza lately. And it, you know, as I keep learning this work and I hear it from different people, I get more and more involved. It just clicks in different ways. And what I've realized and what I've really understood for a long time, but couldn't really, I guess, articulate is that your body is more powerful than your mind when it comes to remaining the same. So a large part of life coaching is doing thought work, right? Like thinking new thoughts, believing new things, and that's how you take new actions. But it's really important to understand that before you really get effective at that, you have to be able to understand where you're currently at. Before you can envision a new you, you have to understand what the new you, or the current version of you is actually all about. And a lot of this work, really almost all of it, is being able to be fully present with any of the emotions that come up in your body. So a lot of people talk about the conscious and the unconscious mind, and What I want to give you a visualization of today, it's very helpful, is to see your body as the unconscious part and see your mind as the conscious part. So many people, especially when they learn thought work or they try to change their habits, they just try to force themselves by thinking new things or doing mantras or just like powering through without understanding that their body is currently programmed to be the exact same version of themselves that they are. And that's why it's so hard to take consistent action over time. Well, it's like, how do we break that pattern? Let's first understand some things. So pretty much what happens is You use your human brain, your prefrontal cortex, the part that makes us human, the conscious thinking brain. We've used that over and over and over again to understand how to do certain things and how to react to emotions and how to drive cars and do any like habitual actions that we take. So what happens is we take that conscious part of our brain and our body starts to remember how we feel and how we do things and what our actions and habitual patterns are, then it actually just makes them unconscious. It stores them unconsciously. And the reason that your body does that, it's very intelligent, is to save energy, right? So like if I can get in a car and I can just drive all the way to work without ever thinking, I don't have to think about every single action. It's habitual. It saves energy. It gets me where I need to be. And your body thinks that it's going to keep you alive. The main reason that your body remembers certain things and it likes comfort is because your body only cares about one thing. It wants you to survive long enough to reproduce, so your body's designed to do exactly that. It's designed to remember certain patterns and behaviors and get us lo- get us uh, alive long enough to reproduce, even if it's at the expense of us not living the best version of our lives, and that often happens. So a lot of people they remember things as kids, right? They'll get into a situation where anxiety happens or somebody maybe be screaming and they get scared and they run and they learn that pattern. Their body remembers that pattern to that emotion. So what happens is next time they feel fear, they go to stand up and do their business and they feel fear and they run and they don't know why they're running and they can't figure it out. And the reason that they can't figure it out is because they're not looking in the correct place. Remember, life coaching likes to zoom out and see all the bigger pictures so that you can actually get to the root problems and solve this. It's called causal coaching. So when we're trying to change our thoughts and do mantras and we don't understand that our body is programmed to avoid any discomfort, then we're not going to be able to step out in discomfort and live our dreams, no matter how many mantras we say. So it's like, what is the actual cure for this? We have to learn how to get into our body. One of the ways that you can do this that I've been really experimenting with, am on day 29 of a 30 day meditation challenge, is to just meditate. And the reason is not because you should get into some divine state, but it's like meditation gives you a designated time to let any emotion come up and to sit with it without being able to get out of it. When you have fear come up or scarcity come up, or lack of abundance, I guess that's scarcity, come up and you have nowhere to go but just face the emotion, you can actually sit with the emotion. And you're breaking the pattern that you condition yourself with probably for the last 10, 20, 30, 40 years to get out of that emotion. This is what I've been doing. So I found that as I sit in meditation and as the emotions come up, and they do come up, I promise you, when you give yourself a space to not think, I promise you, the habitual emotions in your body has programmed itself to feel is going, they're going to come up and they probably already are coming up in your day. You're just not aware of them. So when you give yourself that space to just sit and feel and allow the emotion to be there without resisting it and being curious about it and feeling it and letting it vibrate in your body, you're breaking the pattern. You're saying, Hey body, you no longer have control over me running away from this emotion. I know that that is what served me in the past, but this is not who I want to become anymore. And if you can do that habitually, I do this with vaping clients. I do it with any client that wants to change their behavior. It's like if you can sit in those emotions long enough to understand that they're not going to hurt you and that you don't have to react to them unconditionally, that's when you lay the foundation to for real change to take place. But I don't even want to talk about like the real change in this episode so much. I want to talk about why you're not able to change. And again, it's all about the emotions in your body and how you've taught yourself to respond to them. Another way that you can learn how to feel your emotions, you don't have to do meditation for this, is to give yourself some awareness at any point during the day. Like you don't have to be in a full meditation for this. Bring awareness to your body. Right before I recorded this podcast, I had this thought that I was really hungry. This is the thought, right? I'm intentionally not eating uh, at the moment until 10 a.m. I'm doing this whole like really limited diet for the next 10 days where I'm just gonna be very strict about what I eat and the times I eat. And the reason is because when I have those habitual emotions, come up that my brain wants to get out of or my body wants to get out of. It's going to send me all these thoughts. So I realized today it's 823 right now in the morning that I'm not hungry at all. I had anxiety about the day ahead. There was some uncertainty, some anxiety. And my programmed habitual response is to go and eat something to avoid the emotion. I didn't let myself do it. I took five deep breaths and I sat in the emotion. And you know, what's so funny. I'm not even hungry. But when your body is programmed into something that's been programmed in for a long time, I promise you, if you're not aware of it, you're going to always replay the same version of your past. It's impossible not to. Your body is much stronger than your mind when it comes to unconscious behavior. Another way that you can understand your body and start to uh, change it, literally from the inside out, is to pay attention to the times in your day when you're doing things that you know you shouldn't be doing in terms of becoming the best version of yourself. So like if you're out, out on the weekend and you get this really strong impulse to drink and you start drinking, pay attention to the impulse because I promise you that what preceded that impulse to drink or eat over the amount that your body needs is a negative emotion that you've trained yourself to get out of unconsciously. Your body is pretty much working on, on behaviors that it's remembered from when you were like five years old. This is exactly why, or maybe when you were like 12, this is why you see people literally become 18 years old or 20 years old and then they stagnate in the same behaviors over and over again. And this is why if you've like done something with overeating or overdrinking, or vaping and you've tried to quit like a thousand times, this is why it's not working for you. You can do the thought work. It's going to help you, I promise, so much, but not before you understand what's currently happening in your body and how you've trained your body to respond to things. This is the most important work you can do. And actually, I want to offer is that therapy is not the best place to do this work. So if you're trying to change patterns or change behaviors and you don't know why what's going on, I don't believe that therapy is the right place for this. Uh, and the reason is because coaching is going to take this viewpoint on it, right? Like this whole, let's understand and feel. And then after that, we're going to try to envision who we need to be, what thoughts we need to be thinking, and what we need to feel in our body and how we'll respond to those emotions in our future. So therapy is amazing. If you have trauma, like actual trauma that you are having a physical response to when it comes up in your mind, you should go to therapy. If you have panic attacks, you should go to therapy. But if you are having behaviors that you've tried habitually changing over and over and over and over again, and you just keep failing, I think coaching is a better container. But let me tell you something that you need to find a causal coach a coach who understands that your thoughts and your emotions are the problem, or else they're going to try to coach you to change your actions just like you're doing without understanding what's creating the actions, and it's not going to work for you. So be careful when hiring a life coach. You want to get one who understands this work and understands to zoom out and understands cognitively what the actual issue is so they can solve it for you and help you solve it. But let me tell you something. When you do this work, it's very uncomfortable. So many people they'll sit down with an emotion, they'll do this emotional work and they'll try it and they're going to bail like 3 seconds in. And then they tell people it doesn't work and it's not that's not how you do it. Like how you do the emotional work is you give yourself a space to feel the emotion fully. This is one of the biggest reasons why I have vaping clients who aren't successful in quitting vaping is cuz they're trying to feel their emotions for like a second and then they give up and then they think it doesn't work. And it's like no, you've trained your whole life. You've trained to yourself to get out of this emotion and feeling it for three seconds is going to help you tremendously. But like, what about five, 10 minutes? What if you did that every single day for the next 30 days? If you feel your anxiety for the next 30 days, for five to 10 minutes, I promise you, I guarantee you, you're going to have so much less desire to vape. Because when you can feel your anxiety, there's no reason to get out of it with nicotine. So that's just one thing. Also with the overeating, right? Like, I literally decided consciously instead of eating this morning, to sit with whatever vibration was in my body that was compelling me to have all these garbage thoughts. And they're garbage, right? When your body has an emotion that it's habitually recognized and you're not giving it what it wants, you're not responding to it how you've habitually responded, it's going to trick your mind into thinking a whole bunch of thoughts that seem very, very compelling. You're really hungry. You didn't eat until you like you stopped eating. This is what my thoughts did this morning. Are you sure you're not hungry? You already went to the gym. Um, Your stomach is kind of grumbling. Like, you didn't eat since 5 p.m. last night. Like, you must be hungry. You can't wait. You have clients coming up at 11. You should eat now, not at 10 o'clock. Like, what if you don't have time to eat? All those thoughts hit me all at once. And it wasn't that I'm actually hungry. Like, I'm so thankful that I took a deep breath and I felt my body because there's no physical hunger. It's very limited right now. It's all anxiety in my body that's compelling me to have all these garbagey thoughts and this vibration to get out of it. If I was unconscious, I promised you I would have eaten this morning. And then what would have happened was that it would have been much easier to keep eating and overeating throughout the day. Because once you respond to a negative emotion, you keep responding to the negative emotion. That is why when you go to therapy or you go into the clinical world and they tell you that coping, you should distract yourself from the emotion, go on a run, go on a bike ride, read a book. That's the worst possible advice you could possibly give someone who wants to change your behavior because you've already the reason that you have the behavior and you can't change it is because you are already distracting yourself from the emotion. The cure is to feel the emotion over and over and over again until you stop having the emotional response to it and your body stops recognizing that this is how you respond to an emotion. That's when you make true change. At the moment that you stop responding to anxiety and you feel it and then it goes away and then you decide what you want to do and what you want to do with the next time and how you want to feel next time in the situation and what you want to do with your life, and what results you want to have, that's true change. So why is change so hard? Because you're focusing on a symptom and not the problem. I did keto in 2020, you guys. And if you don't know, keto is pretty much where you eat zero carbs, so like not even fruit, very limited vegetables even. Um, No rice, no grains, no beans, no breads, no starches, like nothing. I eat meat and cheese. That's healthy, right? And I could not like I was trying to change my body and the the thought mentality I had back then was it must just be my body type, it must be my body type. I might just have to eliminate certain kinds of foods, and it'll work for me. And what I found is that I can eliminate every carb under the sun. I can get down to like a one sixty that felt very very unhealthy. Doing I can hate myself still, and I can still overeat foods even without one carb in my diet. <laughs> it was so unhealthy. And the moment that I, I was resisting, right, I was resisting emotions still. So the moment that I couldn't resist any longer, which I promise you, if you're resisting emotions, they will get you eventually, um, I would binge eat. And I would literally binge eat to the point where I threw up. And today, the actual cure is that I can eat pretty much whatever I want. I don't. I don't choose to. I don't choose to eat a lot of refined carbs and sugar because it doesn't feel good in my body but I can eat, I allow myself to eat whatever I want and I can just not eat when I'm not hungry and I can stop when I'm full. Why? Because I'm feeling my emotions. Because when a programmed emotion comes up in my body like anxiety or boredom, one that I've habitually eaten over, I can, instead of eating over it, allow myself with so much grace to feel the emotion, breathe into it, let it vibrate in my body and stop and interrupt the pattern I've had for my whole life about emotional eating. I can feel that I'm becoming a new person. I can feel it in the way that I'm presenting myself, that I feel about my body, that I'm responding to emotions, my confidence, my willingness to get uncomfortable for myself and for my clients. Why? Because I'm breaking the body pattern that I've had my entire life that has stopped me from actually making true change. And yes, this is a conscious thing that you have to do with your mind, understanding your thoughts, your emotions, and be conscious of it. That's what the thought work. But then also, Just allowing yourself to be there and feel the emotion no matter how uncomfortable it gets. I promise you an emotion will never hurt you. But I promise you that you trying to get out of them already is and will continue to hurt you for the rest of your life. If you want to change, you have to understand how your body works. You have to do thought work. And you have to understand how you're responding to emotions and what emotions you're feeling. You can't do that. You're not going to change. Emotions are the most important thing to understand because they're, they're guiding every single action that you're ever taking. They're also telling you exactly what you should and shouldn't do with your life. If you learn how to listen to them, it's so cool. This work is an emotional work and it's all about loving yourself enough to be present with yourself fully, no matter what that feels like. All right, guys, this is a great episode. So I don't know if I'm going to keep doing this podcast. I'll keep you posted. Obviously, if there's episodes pumping out, I'll keep doing it. Um, But I'm going to my mastermind for life coach school next week. And I'm really excited. And uh, what I'm thinking is that when I start talking to a lot of coaches, I'm just going to have the the hunch to niche down. And I'm probably going to start doing vaping niche or something. I'm not really sure yet. But um, this podcast definitely isn't niched how it should be in order to make me money. And I don't want to spend time doing things in my business anymore if they're not making me money um, because I want to make a lot of money. (laughs) And I want to make a lot of money helping a lot of people and having a very far reach. And I do want to be famous. And I think that I'm never going to be famous um, in my business without getting a specific problem i'm having people solve and getting really well known for it so that's my thoughts for today nothing bad i feel great i feel really good about my life i'm making this little corner in my room that's an abundance corner so really exciting everything's going amazing i have a whole list of manifestations i've been having actually come from my life like everything's going good so you guys have a fantastic week i'll see you next week and yeah bye-bye what's up guys i hope you're enjoying the podcast if you are ready to take all this information to the next level and apply it I want to invite you to a one-on-one consult with me where we can talk about putting a plan together to help you make meaningful income. Coaching is often the missing link that helps you go from dreaming to taking action. Thanks, guys. I'll see you next week.